0: Welcome to Everything You Need Is Within, a Spotify Green Room live audio show and podcast produced by and for Gen Z. With me, your host, Gigi Robinson. Hey everyone, it's Gigi Robinson with you today, and I am so excited. Because we have a really fun episode specifically geared towards influencers, creators, and what it means to be an entrepreneur. So, if that is you or a friend, make sure that you listen. To this episode on the replay and send it to a friend right now. Um, but without further ado, I'm going to be introducing my friend Amy. Hello. Hi guys. Thank you for having <laughs> me, Gigi. So excited. So, you know, the most interesting thing to me as a creator is the fact that you can meet somebody at an event from God knows how long ago and you can still connect and follow their work and at some point find something that's like, super interesting that your paths can cross on again and that's like what's happened to us
1: yeah I love that I feel like it happens so often I feel like those are the best connections always are the ones where you meet people IRL and then just follow each other on social and eventually paths cross again usually yeah absolutely way to keep in touch
0: too but before we dive into that, can you just tell us a little bit about who you are, uh, what you do? And we'll dive a little deeper in, but we just want to know, like, the real Amy, you know, outside of Instagram, outside of TikTok, like, who are you?
1: And what- Yeah. Okay. So, hi, my name is Amy Marietta. I grew up in Southern California, and then I lived in New York for a little. I went to school there. I used to work my background, social media and marketing. Um, so I was working there and then I moved to Miami for a little bit (laughs) and I was working there. Uh, I was like director of global marketing at a beauty company. And then I got really sick of working for older men, especially in the beauty space who we clashed on a lot of ideas. And, um, so then I started working for myself and the whole time I was doing content creating stuff. And yeah, then I started my Silk Scarf Line AM Club because I wanted to, I wanted to start a sustainable brand because I've been caring about sustainability for a while. Um, And now I focus a lot of my content on that too, because I just think it's so important to include in daily discussions. Um, Yeah, no, uh. (laughs) I I love that. So I think um funny story I'm in Miami for Art
0: Basel right now so I will hit you up offline so fun but yeah it's been a crazy experience and I want to just deep do a little bit of a deeper dive into um what you had just mentioned about meeting people in real life and building connections authentically because a lot of the time I feel like I've gone to events and it's like what's the line between like meeting people and kind of being like clout chasey and like taking a photo with them versus like fostering an authentic connection. And I know that you and I both know what this is, but the whole point of this is to give some tangible things for people who are actually trying to break their way into the industry to not be tacky about it.
1: Okay. Yeah. I think the first step would be your mindset. Like if you're going to a party, go and like, don't have the first thing you ask someone. you know oh okay it's different though in LA when people are like oh what do you do it very much comes off as clout chasing I think especially at events but in New York I feel like it's very different also because I feel like the diverse of what people do and it's just more to the point in LA I really feel like it's a stronger presence of clout chasing compared to the east coast
0: yeah totally I um I feel like in New York, um, everything is really like genuine where people are like, oh yeah, like I really think that what you're doing is super awesome. And like, let's collaborate. And in New York, it's either you reach out and you do it or you don't versus in LA. <laughs> um, people are just kind of like, oh, let's take a video by like, it's so transactional. I think that's the difference. 100%. Um, and I, the reason why, like, I think it's, so amazing that I met you, is we connected at a Bumble pop-up event, I think in 2018 or 2019. I think it was 2018, yeah. Yeah, you were like the guest of honor, I think, at this (laughs) event, and it was so cool just to like hear you talk about, you know, your success, and actually like meet you who have like someone who has done it, and like done what like the social media scene for a while, um, and been in it, and really like explored it. And I know a big niche that you focus on is mental health. Um, and that's what yes. really spoke out to me because you not only were traveling, which is amazing. And you're not only an entrepreneur and you're not only on social media, but you actually give a fuck about mental health. <laughs> and like you talk about it so fearlessly. And I think we are also living in a in a time and in a virtual space where that's becoming okay. And it's so non-judgmental to talk about problems that we have, but also talk about solutions to those problems, right? Like it's not only like, oh yeah, like I have depression. It's like, I have depression and I'm going to be super real and authentic. And this is what I'm doing to change that, right?
1: Like here's the tools. So can you
0: just elaborate on your mental health journey and like why that's
1: so important to you? Yeah, so I think it w- it really comes down to, I just started being really honest with myself and honest with other people. And just being authentic and sharing your experiences because everyone, and I was inspired to do that because I saw other people being more authentic. And so that inspired me. Mm-hmm. So I'm just kind of letting other people know that it's okay and that you're, if you're not like weird for sharing about it or for telling how you feel. You're definitely not the only one that feels that way. Um, And giving solutions to the problem. Like I'm a big, I'm big on problem solving. So give like helping people, giving them tools or, you know, options, ways to fix things or help things. So just vocalizing that and discussing that I think is really crucial also because social media can be so bad for our mental health. It's staring at screens all day. I really try and live in real life more just like on a daily basis. Cause it's like so much has, you know, when I was like a kid, we didn't have email. Now we mm-hmm. have email. We're being contacted all day. And it's not only that it's like texts, social media notifications, oh everything. God, so yeah. it's so crucial to take time to just, sit with yourself and your thoughts and not constantly being bombarded with all of this stuff being thrown at you
0: and like what's <laughs> like one of your tools like I know you said um that you really focus on like living life in the moment so how do you do that as a creator and also balance it when there's like I don't want to say there's a stigma, but there's really an expectation that like you go to an event, right? And you Mm -hmm. capture the moments and you're posting about it. And like, how do you balance that with actually like genuinely like, oh, like, hey, let's take a photo and then post it later. Or do you post it in the moment? Do you spend the time on your phone? Like, What does that mean for you as a creator who goes to a ton of events?
1: Hmm. Isn't that one fun? I feel like each event (laughs) is so different. Right. Because like last night I went to, like it it had been a long time since I went to an event. And I went last night. It was like the Tom Ford fragrance one and everyone was really nice. And I was shocked. It was weird. Mm -hmm. I was like, I'm not used to LA events being nice. This was bizarre, but, um, it's like a mix. You like meet people, you're like catching up and then you'll be like, Oh, let's take a group photo. All of them came out blurry, but it's fine because like, right. who cares? But I don't even think that's the most important part. I think the important part is like you're meeting people, creating these genuine connections, adding each other on social, and then you keep up in touch with each other. And then, you know, maybe you do something later. Yeah. But um, I wouldn't say the focus is ever to like get photos with people that feels very Tana Mojo <laughs> or mm-hmm. whatever her name is um, but yeah I think it's better to just be in the moment and unless you have deliverables due, like sometimes when it's paid events it's like okay I, I'll like bring my photographer with me and that yeah. takes a lot of the stress off because she'll like take them it's not weird and she edits them really fast and it's just like boom 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 So getting kind of like a flow going. It just depends also what the event
0: is. Right. Absolutely. That's so fun. And also, like, can we just talk about next? Actually, it's about time for a water break. So before we go in, everybody Yeah, (laughs) yeah. yeah. Throughout my show, I make sure that we stay hydrated and if you have a snack, like go for that too. Um I only have chips next. That Oh my God. Yeah, that's that's perfect. Um, What does it mean to be a creator nowadays to you? Um, So we'll start there.
1: Okay. I think there's so many different types of content that we're creating now and everyone is on such a different journey, which I think is so awesome. But yeah, there's like the video creators, there's the photo creators, there's like people who are doing more like iPhone photo vibes, people who are doing full-blown photo shoots, there's, you know, this this form of content, which is awesome and so great for people and reaches like a whole other audience. Um, there's just so many different types, but I love how many people are starting to become creators because it's allowing more people to do what they love and to inspire others and share their personal experiences. Um, but yeah, I freaking love this industry. <laughs> I know it's so fun. So on top of that, there's a lot of
0: things. I don't know if it's necessarily gatekeeping or the fact that being an influencer and a creator is kind of like walking or driving or maybe driving. What is it? Sailing into an open sea. Like it's the, it's uncharted waters right now, right? Like we yeah. know a certain amount. We know that we are on a boat but we don't know where we're going. Um, what is something that as an entrepreneur you would say, like you would re, uh, you would reinforce or recommend for someone just starting out to do? Um, an example, I, yeah, I'll, I'll leave it there and then I'll tell my
1: example. Okay. okay, so first I would say is consistency and being honest and sharing content that either is going to inspire, educate, or entertain, yeah, um, I would say those are just like, mm-hmm. yeah, something, but it then it's like also you see people who I don't know, yeah, I would say those I'll stick with those,
0: right, yeah, so I also wanted to talk about specifically, like the business side, um because I didn't know necessarily that. You know, I had to pay taxes uh, when I, (laughs) like, got brand deals that were over a certain mark. Right. (laughs) And there's there's no guidebook. There's not really a, a full crash course of, like, influencer entrepreneurship, starting your business, right? It's like, you're either starting a small business or you are starting a YouTube channel. And even when you start a YouTube channel, it's not like, Hey, like set up your W nine and found an LLC so that you can run your freaking taxes out of it. Yeah. yeah and you're, and your write right off. So, um, is there, I know you're also super into like the crypto space and investing, <laughs> yeah. which is a whole other sector of, what you do as a creator. But in terms of the business side, besides your entrepreneurial a um, and club, like scarves, can you just tell us a little bit about like how you run your business and um, what that has done for you as a creator, good or bad?
1: Yeah, I would say it's a lot of trial and error. It's right. a lot of researching and the taxes are like the least of my like i hate doing taxes first of all but also um you can write a lot of things off because you're basically your whole life is kind of an expense because you're always working you work from home Mm -hmm. you know all the equipment everything um so like really staying organized with finance the finance side um also i would recommend like you know be prepared for good months and then not so good months in the Mm -hmm. beginning. Um, So don't like live above your means or anything because you don't want that stress. And hmm, I'm trying to think what else other advice I have. Staying organized and eventually like hiring out because you can't do everything. So what really helped me was hiring photographers because it just helps with the flow so much more. And then like for AM club, having people who are managing certain things and yeah it's hard to let go of control sometimes but it's best <laughs> right. overall yeah i feel like it's been such an
0: interesting year i uh, I'm coming up with the one-year founding of my LLC. It's Gigi. Congrats. <laughs> Thank you. And, you know, I I feel like I've been pretty successful with it, but there's this whole thing of payment from brands where it's like, you have to wait. Um, and it's crazy because like in no other industry than the freelance industry, and that's what we are as influencers, mm-hmm. right? Whether, whether you want to say you're an influencer, a content creator, a videographer, a photographer, yeah. a graphic designer, like. We are freelancers period. And that means that you are not on a salary. You are getting paid usually anywhere from 15 to 30 to 45 to 90 days after you complete a gig. And that is one of the most frustrating things about the industry for me, because like you said, you have to stay super on top of your finances and it is so freaking stressful on top of doing the job well, attending events and like showing up. It's crazy. Like have you dealt with that?
1: Yeah, so what I do is I keep an excel sh- spreadsheet and mm-hmm. so I write down everything and everyone who owes me. But then I also have my agency who h- handles some of my uh jobs and contracts and everything. Right. So they'll but still it usually is like net 60. Mhm. But still just um yeah remembering to and don't be don't ever be afraid to like remind people to pay you because I think a lot of especially girls are usually scared to even talk about money but it's like why they owe you money you did a a job so they owe you and it's business so don't be like oh no they're not gonna like me or it's gonna be like awkward it's like no they literally owe you money
0: (laughs) right yeah I also think the thing that you just said about like being a girl and asking for money and like
1: mm-hmm. even or learning, negotiating yeah
0: right like can we talk about negotiating so i know we kind of talked about the whole finance aspect <laughs> maybe i should have rephrased this and we should have talked about negotiating and pitching yourself first but like what is your strategy for um kind of negotiating and standing your ground and like pitching your value to a brand to work together
1: I don't really pitch myself as much anymore. I think the only time sometimes I do that is for um, like travel trips. I'll be like, Hey, I'm going to Portugal. Do you want to, do you want any content in Europe? Blah, blah, blah. Um, But when I was pitching myself, I mean, it's like, I have like my normal number and if they're willing to meet around there, great. Um, If they're offering way lower, I don't really do it unless it's a small brand and I really like them. Say so it's like a small, sustainable woman owned brand. Then I like don't really have a problem if it's not too much work. Um, right. It also, honestly, it's just, especially during the holidays, it's like this time of year prices are always a little higher because it's like go time. <laughs> right. Um, so yeah, it also depends on the time of year. Right. But totally. I don't know. Like I have no problem being like, no, I can't accept that. So it's mm-hmm. either going to work or it's also something that's really annoying is those brands that are like, oh, no, we'd rather do this. They're going to be, they're going to probably ask for revisions. They're probably going to be super nitpicky and it's just not worth the headache. Right.
0: Yeah. I totally understand that. And where do you think creative autonomy lies? Right. Like how do you stand out and create a beautiful asset while also staying true to your brand and following a brief? I know that was kind of like three things in one, but it does happen all the time.
1: Hmm. I think I usually look at their branding and I mean, I usually work with brands that I like. Like I just said, I was so Okay. So this is a good example of the universe taking care of you. So yesterday, mm-hmm. this cheese brand reached out to me, but I'm vegan. Oh. Like, I'm so sorry. I can't work with you. I'm vegan.
0: <laughs> and she
1: was like, oh my gosh, no worries. And then she recommended me to another brand who offered me more for yeah. a different job. And I was like, that's crazy. Um, I don't know. It was like, that's a good example of like being true to you are yeah. for your audience. And yeah, only promoting things that you really would use or care about or like. Um yeah. Yeah, totally. I
0: absolutely feel you on that. I actually in the past year have um gone to be more plant based and I am almost hundred percent vegan. I definitely slip up especially around things like ice cream. Um, but you know, there's so many You have to try Nautomo. Oh my god, I've never tried it. Next time I come to LA, we're going to we're going to have an ice cream party. But, uh, <laughs> yes. but but I totally agree with you on the the whole note and like message of like only working with brands that you genuinely care about and when you get an opportunity that maybe is not 100% on brand just kind of saying oh hey this really doesn't actually work to me for me and my brand because xyz um, is there anyone in your network that maybe could you know work t- together really well with me and you basically open the door to a whole new realm of possibilities and you're not directly like saying no you're you're kind of being like Oh, like maybe just like I'll help you find someone else or like this just isn't the best fit and I'm just being as honest as I can be and not not everyone's willing to do that right like a lot of influencers at least that I know i um, not gonna say names <laughs> a lot of people will just take a deal to take a deal um yeah. for money okay. and I get that but let's talk about it
1: So this is where I have issues with myself and with everything in general. So one of my friends, she focuses on sustainability. She's like part of the UN or like a UN brand ambassador. Mm -hmm. And so she's always teaching me about like, this is why Nike is bad. This is why Victoria's Secret is bad. They use prisoners to create Mm. like to, you know, make the products, whatever, like sewing, whatever. And so then it's like, oh, there's something wrong with almost every brand if you look like deep. So that's the conflict that I have with looking into each and every brand. So I really try to just, I don't know, I try to find the balance. Yeah. You know, because I don't want to be like, uh, I'm trying to think of like a good example. But it's also then like, Like cancel culture has gotten so strong, which is kind Mm. of scary sometimes, but it's like, oh, Travis Scott is linked to McDonald's. Now no one can work with McDonald's because like they Mm. work with Travis Scott unless Mm -hmm. they drop him. It's just like something for everything. So finding a good balance, I think. Right.
0: Yeah, the balance is so hard. And I am huge on researching a brand. And also, like you said, like working with a brand and knowing enough about them and who they work with and who they support um, is, it's huge to me. But in the case of like you said, like, this is an amazing example with Travis Scott and McDonald's, right? Like, like, where are your values, first of all? And second of all, do the cons kind of outweigh the pros of like, mm-hmm. you know, maybe they're let's say McDonald's comes out with like a vegan option. Do they already have that? Am I like, late?
1: um, Yeah, I think they do. I think they might have. They were less, (laughs) though. (laughs)
0: Um, Right. So let's, like, say they come out with a vegan option, and then there's this whole Travis Scott thing. Like, are you willing to, like, promote this, like, awesome new burger that can, you know, hopefully change the health of, like, a lot of people? um, Exactly. Versus, like, oh, like, their values. Like, they didn't say anything when um, this whole Travis Scott situation happened. And also, like, are they – as a brand, are they obliged to do that?
1: Like, you know, it's, it's complicated. So I think that I'm all about moving forward. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. I think that if there was a vegan option, I would definitely want to promote that just Mm -hmm. because, yeah, that would change a lot of people's lives. Um, so yeah, I think for sure. Also because they weren't the ones who did the catastrophe, you know, at the, it wasn't them. It's just the link. Right. Right. But, yeah. Yeah. And I mean, this ethics. honestly, it yeah, the ethics of it. it. It's it's so
0: complicated. Like, I also worked. Um, another example of this is I worked with Coca Cola back for a July Fourth campaign, but it was actually for Smart Water. And when Smart Water first reached out to me, I was like, I don't know. I don't really support like plastic water bottles, and like I don't know how I really feel about that. But as mm-hmm. I did research, I realized Coca Cola like actually contributes to um you know supplying and giving out clean water in underprivileged countries and finding like and funding water filtration systems so i was like this is a brand that genuinely is putting in the work behind the scenes how can i make my partnership not only about this one activation but also about their commitment to bettering the world and that's awesome like i just wish more people and more creators did that like I know you do that, um, which is why again, I had to have you here um, <laughs> is just like, we need more people like this. So If you're a creator listening like and this resonates with you like please uh, take a step back and like reevaluate who you're working with and like, really, I implore you to do more research. Um, I also want to go back to the whole like creative like freedom and creative integrity because like I know just from looking at all of your posts and even like your profile picture here you know you always add this like fun vintage flair to your photos is that just purely aesthetic or is that um, something that has like an underlying meaning to you
1: I mean I didn't go I'm I get old soul a lot but I think mm-hmm. it's just purely aesthetic honestly I like I'm really in my vintage phase like all my house decor is vintage I like vintage style I mm-hmm.
0: like going back
1: and looking at like simpler times um but then I also like mixing it with the modern right. modernity um but yeah got it
0: and um what is like your favorite brand deal
1: that you've done mm-hmm. Oh my gosh I really like working with alcohol brands because they're Ooh, so fun. Really, they're so fun, and there's so many ways to tie it in. So those are fun. I really liked working. Oh my gosh, now I'm like <laughs> racking my brain. Free people was really fun. Oh my gosh, Pop I've off. always that was, that was like a brand. I remember when I first started out, I emailed them, and they were like one of the first brands to send me like a dress, mm-hmm. and uh, I always wanted to like work with them at a paid capacity so it was cool to kind of see that come full circle like years later yeah um and yeah I'm really happy with all the brand deals this year it's been like such a transformative year I think yeah and yeah I just because we're also seeing so much more money going into digital content creators rather than just typical um you know billboard old style marketing yeah which is really cool so there's um, space for everyone and i want right. everyone to know that is like don't have this scarce my mindset scarcity mindset um there's room for everyone and you should just be supportive of everyone and don't be like um you know don't be like don't be scarcity mindset. <laughs> oh my gosh. Talk to me about that because I, I feel like, yeah,
0: as you're starting out, like as a micro-influencer, like the biggest question is, right? Like, how do you grow? And I'm out here, like you have to find your purpose and you have to yeah. commit to it. Um, And it's okay if it changes, right? Like I used to start, I literally started out by being like, I want to shoot photography and shoot content for brands. And I want that to kind of be the vehicle that moves my business, which is still basically what it does, but it was about the media in the first place. Um, And then that evolved into like, okay, how can I like, you know, actually step in front of the camera and talk about something and grow my personality a little. And then on top of that, it developed into, okay, wait, I don't just like doing this. I care about the brands that I work with and the integrity that they hold. Um, how can I teach other people how to do that? And now it's kind of like, how can I spread this message of positivity and, you know, just talking about being confident, um, across all of my platforms and, I mean, that has happened over four years, and I think each year was fundamental in developing and, and changing that. And my purpose, again, changed every time, and you're going to try things, and they're going to fail. You're also going to try things, and they're going to, like, explode. So um, on that note, I wanted to kind of dive into your, like, a club. Like, talk to us about being an entrepreneur and um, starting a sustainable, like, scarf company.
1: Okay. Yes. So I started while I was living in Miami, I wanted to create a brand where I could work with other creators and other graphic designers, and then also be giving back to nonprofits that I'm passionate about. So one of the first ones that I created was the elephant series. So it was for Mm -hmm. elephant designs. And I was inspired after I went to the elephant nature park in Thailand, where they save elephants from, um, so, Logging companies and tourism, they save them from those because you're not supposed to ride them. So they take them to the sanctuary where they get to live the rest of their lives, happy, chilling, bathing, being fed. Everything's so amazing. And I highly recommend you do that. It was mm-hmm. like one of the best experiences of my life. Yeah. Um, And also like after school programs for kids, like all these different things that I care about. So that's what I wanted to create. And I decided on scarves because they're unisex. It's one size. They're so versatile. And they're like great statement pieces. You can frame them on the wall. So they're like these little works of art, wearable works of art. And yeah, it's just allowed me to work with really other inspiring people, share messages. and That's kind of the backstory, but for starting out, it was really a lot of trial and error and it takes a lot of time, Mm -hmm. um, but it's doable. Like anyone can start a business and it just takes, you know, write out your ethos. What do you want? How's it going to be different? Um, yeah. Right. Yeah,
0: absolutely. And I, again, I think that like reiterates the fact that when you start, it's not necessarily always going to work and you're going to have to iterate and you just have to be okay with that. And you have to be open and live in that state of abundance that like it can all fall into place and it's not going to be like, I mean, it is kind of a shit show here and there, not going to lie, especially when you're starting out, like even a year into my business, I'm still figuring out, like, again, like what is the next thing and how am I going to monetize and also how am I going to make the most impact? Um, So what's like your favorite uh, impact driven work that you've done?
1: Hmm. Like a specific project. Yeah. I, um, I did a better help campaign, which mm-hmm. I really liked because I think that was, they, they like ran the ad on, um, Snapchat and everything. And a lot of people reached out, especially a lot of guys and even mm-hmm. ones that I didn't wow. know. And they were like, I just want to say, it's like really inspiring knowing like normalizing this and talking about this. Like, thank you so much. Mm-hmm. So I think like, talking about that and bringing awareness to that and then also i'm really proud of just talking about sustainability and you know more plant-based diet and those types of things and normalizing you know also normalizing mushrooms like i've had people come up to me or like friends too who are just like oh my god thank you so much for introducing me to this it it like brought me out of my depression and wow yeah, just like stuff like that, where it's in, impacted individuals and they like tell me or like a lot of young girls, especially in other countries, mm, are always like, mm-hmm. it's really inspiring that you are honest. Right. And I think, yeah, I think that's what I'm most proud of. I really
0: love that because, I mean, it's just like, so I I want to say surreal, and that's kind of, like, sad to me, but so many creators, um, like, in my eyes, are just so sheltered and so, like, jaded to what their platforms can do and what they can mean. So, mm-hmm. um, like, it really... It's just so reassuring and also very inspiring, again, for me to have somebody like you in my network that is doing the same thing. But what would your advice be to creators who maybe are a little bit scared to share their own mental health journey or um, also the idea that you have to right? like we don't have
1: to. Yeah, we choose to. Yeah. I think it's tough because you're going to probably get some people who are like, why would you share about that? But it's like, why not just ask them like the opposite? Like, why wouldn't I, if I can help even one other person with something, then why wouldn't I, um, it would, it's almost selfish to not actually. Mm -hmm. Um, but I, I, I just want more people to have confidence. I think that confidence, like I always try and remember like, okay, have as much confidence as like an average white male. No um, hate to average white males, but they have so much confidence in everything (laughs) they do. And so it's like just go in with like as much confidence as them um, because you're probably more well-versed on things anyways. So yeah, I just, I really like, I especially like inspiring women. I think that's my favorite.
0: Yeah, I totally agree. It's like women and young people um, in general. Because we've
1: had it hard. <laughs> we yeah. have so many expectations and yeah. I'm sick of it and I'm <laughs> always going to be sick of it. So right. I love that it's a conversation more now. I love how much we talk about feminism. I love how much we talk about, you know, not having these stupid stereotypes of a woman's job is to be this and this, or to not take up space. Like you should always take up as much space as you want. Yeah. Um, Yeah.
0: I totally agree with that. It's really funny because my friend and I were having this exact same conversation today um, (laughs) because there's all of these crypto and NFT and uh, metaverse kind of galleries and events down here at Art Basel. And um, you know, it's, like dude city. Like there are <laughs> literally like so many fucking dudes here. And we're, so, just, like, we walk in and the whole room stares at us. Cause we're like the only two females, like entering this space. <laughs> and it's like, Oh my God, like we can totally take up this space. And there's no reason for us not to certain people have like claimed it and like found the industry. But like, also like, why can't you just like jump in and be like fearless in it and be like, I'm a total badass. Like here's what I actually know. And here's my project. And this is why you should actually invest in it. And um, I don't know, also like yeah. support women, like support, yeah. <laughs> support female creators. Like, uh, uh, like, it's just so interesting um, to kind of experience it live. And this does not happen um, in, in my eyes, in a lot of events that I go to, because Honestly, predominantly, I am going to events that are like female empowerment,
1: um, mm-hmm. mental
0: health space, and a lot of women are involved in the mental health space. So um, when I go to events uh, like that are about mental health and I see men there, usually they're doctors, right? Like they yeah. really <laughs> extend out of the medical space. So, um, yeah. what would your advice be to any men kind of looking uh, to explore their yes. journey with mental health, okay. whether
1: they share it or
0: not? publicly.
1: Okay. First of all, it's super hot when guys share <laughs> oh, <laughs> When right? they talk about mental health. We love a guy who goes to therapy right. just because not, be, you know, like go. And it's,
0: and it's not like something where it's like, Oh, Hey guy, like I want to fix you. It's like, I think it's <laughs> hot that you're bettering yourself.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And being like self-aware Right. and yeah. Looking inward. Like I think I feel, I feel kind of bad because men have been taught to suppress a lot of their emotions with the whole toxic masculinity mm, mm-hmm. ideas that is just like everywhere in media and it's getting better. Right. But there's like so much expected of them and they don't know how to express a lot of their feelings. And I think if like we're both genders are working on ourselves, it'll make everything work together a lot easier. Just like understanding, being able to, cause the biggest issue is always communication. And so if we can just work on how to express how we're feeling, it would solve solve, literally world peace. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) So, yeah. I agree. I think also,
0: like, there's literally no reason for you to be ashamed of it. And my, you know, the, the number one thing is we're all here on this planet right now, right? We're Mm -hmm. all going to go through shit. Um, I saw this uh, reel or this Instagram video the other day that was like, sometimes things move faster when there's waves instead of a straight line. Um, And... I will also link this video in the description of the episode and I will DM it to you, Amy. Um, But basically, it's kind of like if two balls were like starting at the same place and you throw one on the waves and you throw one on the straight line, it loses momentum on the straight line towards the end because it has to go like, I guess, kind of like less but less space but there's like also less um momentum and less speed I don't know I didn't take physics I don't fully understand this so don't hold this against me to any aerospace engineers but then the one that's on the waves actually like is able to kind of ebb and flow with going up and down and it goes faster and it actually kind of doubles um and I think if we all are open and vulnerable to talking about these ups and downs, we'll learn from it and we'll all go further together rather than gatekeeping and like not talking about it, which is again, why I host these episodes to begin with because so many topics, especially when within the creator industry are not talked about enough. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, like you said, it's an open, it's an open domain right now and there's so much to be explored and, If you are someone that's struggling, like I always say this, my DMs are open um, and I'm always open to people like asking for like help. I'm not a therapist or anything like that, but hopefully I can inspire you
1: in some way to get one. (laughs) I I, always say that. I was going to say, I think that, yes, I know you keep going. Mm Mm-mm. Okay. I was going to say like, I think that a like a big block that a lot of people have and like, this is me too in my life where it was like the tipping point was, I was like, what is going to make me happy? What's my purpose? So finding something where it's a mix of those two, where you can do something where you're doing good for the world. And it's also making you happy while you're making this impact. So once you find that, then I think so many more things will fall into place including like especially mental health because you're just trying to figure out like oh what like so what i did that's something that helped me problem solving is um writing out a list of all the things you like to do it could be hobbies it could be whatever and then just like going through them and trying them because you can make money so many different ways so say it's like painting you can Mm -hmm. make money from that you can make it into nfts there's like so many different ways So just kind of going through in the trial and error and just like being proactive.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. I think trying anything and just going for it and shooting your shot. I mean, I think the second or third episode of this show is called the art of shooting your shot. And it's one of, like, it's literally one of my favorite things to do because the worst case scenario, you're never left with a no. You're left with a not right now slash maybe, right? Like if you try something and it doesn't work out now, either you know that it doesn't work out or you say, okay, maybe it's just not working out for me right now. And I can always go back to it in the future. Um, The other thing that can come out of it is somebody can say, hell yeah, let's do a project. Right. Like I like, I do this all the time. And that's what happens when you pitch yourself to brands. And if you're unfamiliar with even like pitching yourself to brands or like trying out a new content vertical, the only way that you're going to learn and, and going to grow is if you do it, like I encourage one of my friends, um, to just start posting about like their career and just go for it. And it doesn't matter what platform, like if you want to start off on Instagram, start off on Instagram, post one story, like a week and post one post a week, right? That's only two pieces of content times, you know, four weeks, that's eight pieces of content total a month, I feel like people are capable of that. And if you're not, whatever, but this is all theoretical. If it flops, it flops. And if it does really well, then people are super interested, right? And then you keep going and you grow and you use your voice. So um, I just love that that's something that you've done and you're like so committed to um, talking about it and also just like working with brands that are so, so dope also.
1: Yeah, I also want to talk... Because talking about like how many per month, that takes me back to when. Mm -hmm. Like a few years, I was getting really stressed out because I felt like I had to post this many times on this platform, upload a YouTube video, do all these things. Mm -hmm. And I was like over... I was like overworking myself. So it was like too many. So if you want to take a break, you probably should for your yeah. mental health, like yeah. if you can. And it's so important to not put that pressure because you started it to inspire other people. But if you're like your glass is empty and you're just like, uh, not good in a good space right. mentally, then you're not going to be able to, you know, fully be, you know, inspiring. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, or you're like, you know what I mean? Your work's not going to be to the best that it can be.
0: Yeah. I, I truly believe that too. I mean, there's been so many times where I have not felt like I've been in the right mindset, whether that was induced by the platform or whether that was because I was going through my own shit behind the scenes. Um, like whatever you're able to do is the best that you can do and you should not beat yourself up about that and i always tell like my clients and my friends and my other creator people that are in my life like if you can only do that one photo like a week then that is all you
1: need to do right like Mm -hmm. you don't because you want to make sure you're having fun too yeah
0: and living like you like we originally started talking about living your life like there's no re like I'm down here at Art Basel. I'm posting like kind of like a day behind. So like everything I'm posting that's not on my stories is from the day before because I'm spending time at these events, like meeting people, creating connections, like finding work opportunities, meeting people I've been talking to on Instagram for months and meeting them in person. Finally, it's like the best fucking feeling again to reemerge. And I would also say that like Uh, Actually, this is probably a big question for a lot of people. And I know you mentioned you were with an agency and just briefly, because I know we're coming up on our time here, um, is one, what is the benefit of an agency to you and your career? And um, is it 100% like when is the right time to get into that? Um, And two, on top of that, how do you find these influencer events and slash is it just through the agency?
1: Okay. So when I was first starting out, I went to a lot of events and it, I reached out to PR companies mm-hmm. because a PR company will usually have, you know, multiple clients. So if they invite you to one, they'll invite you to all their events. Um, now I don't go to as many just because it's such a time suck, especially in California compared to New York. In New York, you just go and you can leave and there's no like traffic to sit in, etc. Here it's like so spread out. Um, so wait, what was the, Oh, and then finding an agency, I would say get one as soon as you can, because it's really great. Cause it helps with credibility. They bring, they give you jobs of clients they already have and they negotiate contracts for you. And, um, if there's ever like a, something you don't want to negotiate for yourself, you can just, you know, hand it off right. to them. Um, but I'm trying to think. What was? Did you have any more questions, or was it those? Well,
0: yeah. I mean, it was just like, like you. I mean, yeah, no. You did. You did pretty much answer. I would say also, like, because I actually dealt with a situation with an agency I was with that I didn't enjoy and that it wasn't the right fit. So, like, how would you go about finding the right fit?
1: Yeah. So I've definitely been through scenarios. Mm-hmm. So I had a manager, and then they left to a competing agency. So then mm-hmm. I was like okay, am I going to be handed off to someone else type thing? So what you want to make sure is that you're not going to just get left in the shuffle. Like you don't, because agencies, some of them have like their favorites that they give all the jobs to. So you, you want to make sure that you're going to be somewhere where, you know, they're going to give you work and they're not, there's also the difference between exclusive and non-exclusive. So right. originally I was exclusive and I was like new, I was so excited. I didn't, yeah. I was like, whatever, I don't care. I did the then same event, thing. Yeah. <laughs> and then you're like, Big wait, problem. this is problem. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So then all, yeah, just very not Go
0: non exclusive people. That's what yeah, we're go, saying.
1: Go non exclusive. <laughs> so that's my advice. Yeah. Because if they're yeah, I would say that's the goal, not exclusive. Yeah.
0: And and the the main reason people and why we're saying this is Um, And just to break down the jargon a bit further, non-exclusive means that you can have an agent or a manager negotiate deals for you and bring you and invite you to events. And you can also do it for yourself, and they won't take a cut unless they negotiate it for you. Um, When you are exclusive talent, it means that you cannot negotiate things for yourself. And if you do, um, you have to give them a pay cut. And second to that, you can't work with or get any other opportunities that are not negotiated through them. Um, And if you do, you have to give them a cut on top of usually whatever other agency does. So um, yeah, and it's just complicated. But uh, that is pretty much, I think, the tea on what <laughs> we think, you know, it really means to to be an influencer and entrepreneur in today's day and age. Before you go, I want to ask what your favorite mantra is. Um, I, mine is everything you need is within,
1: um, you know, um, yeah. Uh, okay. I had a couple because I couldn't decide on one. So I think my first one is to create a life that you can't wait to Mm -hmm. wake up to. I love that idea because we all create our own lives. And then to make living itself an art, that is the goal.
0: Because I think it's,
1: I mean, that's a Henry Miller quote, but I just like the idea of, you know, making your life an art and... Yeah. Focusing on that, like ev- like romanticizing everything and staying curious. I think it's so important to stay curious and passionate.
0: Yeah, absolutely. That sounds fabulous. Um, where can everybody find you?
1: You guys can find me on Instagram at Amy underscore Marietta or on TikTok at Amy Marietta or I'm on everything, Twitter, YouTube. Facebook, Yay. Pinterest, <laughs> all of them. I'm gonna
0: link all of this in the show description notes. Make sure you guys tune in next week. We have another amazing viral content creator coming on. Amy, thank you so much. This has been amazing. Um, I really appreciate you appreciate you taking the time out of your day. My God, I'm twisting my words around. Of course,
1: around. <laughs> um, of course. have so, so much fun at Art Puzzle too. Uh,
0: Thank you love so, it. so much. And um, we'll be in touch. I'm going to link everything in the descriptions. You're a freaking gem. Everybody, go check Amy's workout. She's freaking awesome. And go buy a scarf and support her because, yeah, Aww, they're thanks. gorgeous. So, um, anyways, love you lots. We'll talk to you soon. And uh, thanks again, everyone. Have Thank a great night. Thank you so much.
1: Bye. Okay. Bye. <laughs>